Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. And so, um, I did some studying, and uh, I, uh, I could not believe what I was finding. You know, last week when I was flipping, I was preaching, and I, I flipped through here, and I was like, there is a scripture in here for you, whatever it is. I went back to my message and listened to what the scripture I read, because it was funny, and so this is my recap of last week. We're, we're in a series of, uh, titled Behold. And uh, this, this series, give me one second. And that one, I figured out where the ring was coming from. I figured it out for me. <laughs> but last week, we, we talked about, um, we talked about um, how the Bible is for us. And I just like jokingly flipped to a portion of scripture and read it. I had no idea what I was reading, but I just like, and it said in Jeremiah, I'm going to give you the scripture this week, uh, Jeremiah 5, um, verse 21, hear this, I'm not calling anyone foolish, so if you get offended by this, I'm reading the Bible, okay, but the Bible says, hear this, you foolish and senseless people, they have eyes, but they do not see, they have ears, but they, do, but they don't hear, okay, you're like, whoa way to start off a message okay I know I know so this week this week I, I pulled out my my uh my Greek and Hebrew uh Bible study Bible and, and started like looking at at uh, at keywords and uh this is this was a discovery that I found okay Deuteronomy 6 4 hero Israel the Lord our God is one Lord that word here Shema the Shema was what they quoted. They recited it daily. Hero is with the Lord our God is one Lord. The same here in Jeremiah is Shema. And so I looked it up. I was like, well, what's the word mean? Um, the, the word means to listen and obey. And I was like, oh, that's really important. And so this week I was studying Mark chapter 4. Sorry, I need a drink. I've like got serious cotton mouth this morning. Um, I was studying Mark chapter 4. And I hear, I, I was studying, and I saw Jesus mention, um, listen, four times. And he said, hear, seven times. So I, I, I thought that was like, well, that's important. But... I began to study. Me and, me and my sister got together, and we were talking back and forth. And she's a Bible college student, and I'm not. And so she's like, you know, she's all like, ooh. And I'm like, <laughs> she gets excited about stuff she finds in the Bible. I get excited about stuff I find in the Bible. But here, the Greek word used for each of these words, hear and listen, are the same word. So in the original text, Jesus used the same word. And so I went and I looked up, what does this word that he used mean? Um, and it says, the, um, 
I hear, listen, comprehend by hearing, um, is heard, reported properly to hear, and figuratively to hear God's voice, which prompts him to birth faith from within. So what are we studying today? We are only going, we're not even going through all of Mark chapter 4. We are going to be going just through uh, verse 32, almost all of Mark chapter 4. But I, we're going to be talking about the sowing. And we're going to be talking about, I hold that back for later. That's, that's for in a minute. <laughs> I get excited when I preach. Um, I really do. Like God's word does something to me and for me that excites me. And I want to share my passion and excitement for God's word with you because I think we should be excited about what Jesus said in his word. So I'm going to pray real quick that, that, that Jesus would touch me and, and uh, keep me on track. Jesus, I pray you would move today. Touch us. Keep me on track, God. Let us hear your voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Mark chapter 4, we're going to jump right in. The scriptures are right there in the pamphlet. It says, and again, he began to teach by the sea, and a very large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. While the whole crowd was by the sea on the shore, he taught them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen. So I'm going to come back to this. I want you to pay very close attention to the places where Jesus says, listen and hear. That's what we're focusing on today is what Jesus said. Listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came out, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it didn't produce fruit. Still others, still other seed fell on good ground and grew up producing fruit that increased 30, 60, and a hundred times. In verse 9, he said, Then he said, Let anyone who has ears to hear listen. So Jesus is drawing people in at this point right here. He's saying, Listen to what I have to say. Look at this parable that I've got of the sower. Now I want to have good ground, I want to produce fruit in my life. The only way that I can produce fruit in my life is if I begin to listen, because listening to the word of God cultivates my heart, begins to cultivate things. And, and as seed comes, this is seed. God's word is the seed. It's the best seed that you can put into your life. But we put seed into our life every day by the choices that we make. Sometimes this is the choice that we make. Facebook. We, uh, we, uh, we, we, we scroll that, we, we look at, and we get focused on the negativity. We get attracted to the negativity. Why is it that neg negativity attracts us? Why is it that, and I talked a little bit about it last week, that what comes out of our mouth should be blessing, and here we are talking about the sower. So how do you sow? Sometimes it's going to be with your mouth and your coworkers. Sometimes it's going to be the post that you make on Facebook. And so we jump down to verse 10. When he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables. 
He answered them, The secret of the kingdom God has been given to you, but to those outside, everything comes in parables, so that they may indeed look and yet not perceive. They may indeed listen and yet not understand. Otherwise, they might turn their back and be forgiven. So this here, they may indeed look. Listen to what Jesus is saying. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. Jesus was talking about here in the Old Testament. Have ears to hear. Ears to hear. Yeah, okay, I said that right. <laughs> eyes to see. I, I want to have my eyes opened to what, uh, to what God wants in my life. I, I want to have my ears opened so that I hear the voice of God in my life. Because that's what changes. That's what, cha that's what touches us. I want to be the one. I want to be one that understands the word and hears what God is trying to speak to me. We can study God's word. We can get in. We can read Bible scriptures. That one that I flipped to last week, it was funny when I was like, this is for someone. Hear this, you foolish people. It was like my grandma was like, you got to be careful with what you read in the Bible. And I was like, yes, grandma. I realize that now. <laughs> um, and, uh, but then as I was reading, and, and if you read the scriptures around that, there's some really good stuff in Jeremiah. Um, and so Jeremiah chapter 5, read it. Um, I think you'll like it. I really enjoyed it. Um, so Jesus is teaching in parables. And in verse 13, he says, Then he said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand all of the parables? You know, there's a lot of things you can draw from this parable. There are a lot of things. Um, but Jesus explains what he meant by what he said. The sower sows the word. Some are like the word sown on the path. When, the hear, when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. You've got to guard that seed. When you hide this in your heart, you, you've got to guard that seed in your heart. You've got to hide the word of God in your heart because Satan would love to pluck that uh, belief. He would love to, to, to pluck that uh, joy, that peace right out of your life. He would love to do that. And so you have got to guard it. And so some are like the word sown on the path. When they hear immediately, Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. And others are like the seeds sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. Be careful. Receive the word with joy, but make sure you've got depth in your root. Make sure the ground is cultivated. I remember, so I worked in, uh, boy, I have, I've got a history. Like, I've worked so many different random jobs. But... Um, one job I did, I was a rock picker. Does anyone know what a rock picker is? Yeah. You pick up rocks and you, so we were working on the pipeline and I was in the very end of the pipeline, the part where you make the ground look like no one had ever been there before. Well, because they had cultivated the ground and they had tore the ground up and they had dug big trenches, there was big rocks. And so it was my job to pick up these big rocks and throw them in there for the farmer. And uh, I did this. When we cultivate our ground, there's going to be some rocks that come up. There's going to be some things in there. And we've got to be faithful in our relationship with God, in our, in our, in our 
duty to Jesus Christ to clean up those rocks so that there's good ground. So there's going to be things in your life that you have got to remove and throw into the, the dump truck that's rolling behind you. Like, I'm not going to let this wear me down. I'm not, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let this continue to, uh, to weigh me down. I'm going I'm to put that in there, and I'm going to let the seed develop root. So let's keep reading. But they have no root, and they are short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately fall away. Look what Jesus said. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately fall away. So as you take steps of faith in your relationship with God, as you begin to walk in a new relationship with him, as you begin to grow in your relationship, as you begin to study his word, there's going to be some times the enemy wants to mess with you, wants to bring you down. Don't be like this where you have no root and are withered away. Persecution comes because of the word. Think about that. As you study, the enemy is going to want to come and try and rise up his head in your life and mess with you. Others are like the seeds sown among thorns. These are ones who hear the word, but the worries of this age. Let's like go back and like really look at this scripture real quick before we get too far into it. Others are like seeds sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word in verse 19. But the worries of the age. Think about that. We're in an age of worries right now. We're in an age of uncertainty. We're in an age of fear. We're in an age of, uh, of doubt. And the only thing that we can do is put our faith in Jesus Christ. Let me keep reading. But the worries of the age, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. It's when the desire for other things. What's other things? This is the word. I have a desire for the word. I have a desire for my relationship with Jesus. But a desire for other things is everything else. Everything else. A, A desire to... Some people really do, like, have an issue with, like, seeing likes. You know, like, I, uh, so being in youth ministry for a long time, sometimes, like, I pull out stuff that I've, like, talked about with youth-aged people. Since there's some youth-aged people in here today, <laughs> don't be so focused on the like. Don't be so focused on, on, on how many times someone smashed the like button on your, on your video or smashed the like button. Like, you know, I feel like, Actually, now saying that, going back to, like, back in quarantine, I encourage people to smash the like button, and it did help me preach. <laughs> okay, so funny. Yes, like, th- there is a psychological reward that happens when that like button happens. You know what? When I begin to study God's word and I begin to devote my life to following Jesus Christ, I want to be a disciple of Jesus uh, in, in pattern, in practice, and in power. That's what we see here in Jesus, with Jesus We see him lay out a pattern for us to live our lives. We see him lay out a practice, and he did it. And then he also walked in power and authority, and he's living his life. And and I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. There's the pattern. I got to get in the word to find the pattern. 
to practice it, I have to live the word. And when I live the word, I will experience the power. We've been talking a little bit about holding the faith in our, in our Bible study on Tuesday night. And it's the truth. If we will walk in faith, if we will be people of faith, God will do the supernatural in us and through us. He will use us to move and see people's lives touched. In verse 20, and those like seeds sown on good ground, hear the word, welcome it, produce food, fruit, 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. This is what I want to be, active and fruit producing. But you know what? Fruit takes time. I, uh, my pastor bought me an apple tree to plant in my backyard. And so I planted that apple tree a few months ago. And I went and looked to see if it bloomed at all, hoping that maybe an apple would show up. I'm impatient. I'm an impatient type of person. Like, my wife planted tomato plants, and we bought them at Costco. And, like, they were already planted in a pot because neither of us are gardeners. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I think we paid $12 for each plant. <laughs> and I said, these plants have to produce at least 24 tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and we planted them, and we would go out there, and we checked, no tomatoes. Go out there and check, no tomatoes. Right now, these, these tomato plants are just, like, <laughs> blossoming and, like, going all over the place. We watered them, and we babied them, and, we, and they're finally starting to produce ugly tomatoes. <laughs> but, they, but they taste good. <laughs> so if you all want an ugly tomato, we'll bring you one next Sunday. <laughs> but we're not good gardeners. But you know what I learned? In my impatience, it takes about four years for a tree to produce fruit. Sometimes we are so in a hurry to have fruit produced in us. Well, I read the Bible today and I prayed and I don't see anything changed. Hold on. Just keep holding the course. Stay the course. Whenever, whenever things and trials come on, and stay the course. This right here is what's going to keep you. Studying the word of God is what's going to keep you. I, I want to be a church of disciples that follow Jesus. I want to be a church uh, of people that, 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 that pattern their life after Jesus Christ. Am I going to make mistakes? Oh, my goodness, yes, all the time. But you know what? I'm going to get back into the word, and I'm going to study. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to get a hold of God. And that's the pattern that I want to follow in my life, that I follow Jesus. So, yeah, my apple tree did not produce apples this year in a few months. Surprise. <laughs> uh, so, he also said to them, is a lamp brought in and put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed and nothing concealed that will be not, not be brought to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use it will be measured to you and more will be added to you. For whosoever has more will be given to him and whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. If you don't operate in faith, you are going to lack faith. If you don't walk by faith, you're going to have a hard time operating in faith. So 
The kingdom of God is like this, he said. A man scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows. Although he doesn't know how, the soil produces a crop by itself. First the blade, then the head, and then the full grain on the head. As soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle because the harvest has come. Every day we sow. Every day that we live our life, we are sowing something. What are we sowing? How are we sowing? Every single day that I go to work, that I live my life, I get up and I talk to my wife, I get up and I talk to my friends, I am sowing something. And sometimes what I sow from the mouth maybe isn't good. We talked a little bit last week about blessings and cursings. I want blessings to come from my mouth. I don't want cursing to come from my mouth. Bless you. Have a good day. God bless you. I, I, I'm praying for you. I'm going to lift you up in prayer. I, I want blessings to come from my mouth. You know, um, I don't know where I read this. It was in one of our Bible studies this week. But when we speak cursing, when bad things are coming out of our mouth, we are speaking to people that are made in the image of God. Whoa. I was like, wow, I have got to be careful how I talk because we, no matter who you are, are made in the wonderful image of God. And, and, and I have got to think, when I speak, blessings should come from my mouth. So I want to give you something to help remind you of the kingdom of God. I'm going to give this to every single person in here today. It's a mustard seed. And we're getting ready to, and like, I'm getting ready to dive into this next, this next part here. Millie, let me give you a couple, and you can go around and pass them out for me. Here, I'll tie them up. Can you help me out, Grant? Go pass these out. Like, why, why are you passing out a mustard seed? What has this got to do with, with Jesus? Okay, this is where the message gets real fun. I promise you. Oh, you got two. <laughs> They're tiny. They're tiny. Um, this, is, this is the fun part of the message, okay? Look at the size of the mustard seed. It's small, right? This right here should remind you of the kingdom of God. Whoa, what, 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 what? I thought the kingdom of God was this mighty and powerful. Yes, 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 it is. It is. It so is. Let's, let's. So the, the mustard seed. This, I, I don't think this one will grow. I think it's a seasoning. Um, I think you can ground it down and turn it into mustard. This one might not grow. Um, <laughs> I bought the first ones I found on Amazon. <laughs> But this is what a mustard seed looks like. So this mustard seed, it, it, it will grow a mustard tree that is 10 to 15 feet tall, from what I was reading. Like, it's not like the biggest tree in the world. It's not the prettiest tree in the world. But look at the tiny little seed that it is, this insignificant seed. Look at the, it's not much. You lose it. It's not a big deal, right? Think about this insignificant Jesus grabs a mustard seed and he said with what can we compare the kingdom of God or parables 
can we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed that when sown upon the soil is the smallest of all the seeds on the ground. Think about a corn seed or your cucumber seeds or, you know, all those different seeds that when you sow it on the ground, it's bigger than that tiny, insignificant mustard seed that kind of just blends in with your hand. And so it's easier to spot the other seeds. In our life, there's going to be seeds of doubt that look bigger than the mustard seed. There's going to be seeds of hopelessness that look bigger than the mustard seed. There's going to be, there's going to be seeds of, uh, of unfaithfulness. There's going to be seeds of, uh, of addiction. There's going to be seeds of oppression that look so much bigger than that mustard seed. But this right here, and when it's sown, it comes up and is grown taller than all the garden plants and produces large branches so that the birds of the sky can nest in its shade. It does not take much to produce a large result. So you got that little mustard seed. Look at it. This is the faith that you've got to have. This is, this is what you've got to plant. Just a little bit. God wants to take your little bit and turn it into something great. God wants to take the offering that you have to give him the little, the little insignificant person that we are. He wants to take that and turn it into something great. And I, as, I, as I was reading this and I was like, I got to get mustard seed because it goes so good with this. Look at that mustard seed and think of yourself. Look at yourself and be like, oh, man. I'm not perfect. I, I, I can't do anything for God. I, I'm, not, I'm not great. But you know what? He will take what I've got and he will turn it into something that will bless the people around you, that will bless the people that come in contact with you. I want to be a mustard seed. I want to be insignificant. I want to be small. I want to be little. I, I want to take the little that I have to give and give it to Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, the offering that I have. Right here, broken, messed up. God, I, I want you to take it and change it. Make it into something. Make this ground good ground. That's a prayer that we can pray. God, make it good ground. Jesus is willing to take the little that you have and turn it into something great if you'll be faithful. So to plant that mustard seed, if, if, if you can plant that one, I'm not sure. Um, it has to have the right conditions. It has to have the right elements. It has to be moist. It has to have good ground. It has to have all the things. And when you do that, it forget, produces root. It begins to grow down and it begins to sprout up and grow something that's taller than doubt, that's, that's taller than the, the unbelief in our lives, the, the faithlessness, the, the fear Oh, fear is a big one. We're surrounded by fear every single day. And, and I see fear and I feel fear. But if I'll remember, I'm going to tend to this little thing. I'm going to tend. I'm going to give God this little thing. And this little thing that I've got, he can turn it into something great. I've had conversations with many people you know, since we've been here. And uh, one of the things that we, you know, have talked about is, you know, finding your testimony. And uh, 
I'll tell you, every one of them have a testimony. Every one of you have a story. You may not know what it is today, but if you will continue to faithfully study God's word, all of a sudden you're going to wake up one day and be like, well, you remember five years ago? Man, God really has changed me. If we go back just a few short years in my life, and I began to tell you stories of my life, and I have told some of them, of where I was, what I was doing, the mess that I was in. I'm so undeserving of what God is doing. We all are, yes. We, we, we all are undeserving of what, of what God wants. But when he died on the cross, when Jesus died on the cross for us, he made a way for us. He made us worthy. And I'm so thankful that through my trials and through the things that I've gone through in my life, the time that I turned my back on God, the time that I ran from God, the time that I got so far out there, I didn't have anything to give him. Jesus, I'll just vacuum the church. You know, that's what I started doing. I didn't love it, but I vacuumed the church. And uh, I did more things than just vacuum the church, like as I moved on in like ministry and things like that. I didn't go, go from a church vacuumer to a church planner. <laughs> um, but if you are faithful, I look back 10 years ago, and this is not where I thought I'd be. This isn't what I wanted to do. This wasn't on my bucket list. This, But I would not change what God is doing in my life for the world. I wouldn't change it for all the money in the world because what, what God is doing in us and through us, when I say us, I'm talking about this church. When we gathered together at that picnic and and. Oh, the stories, like, Jennifer, I was so excited. I'm still so excited. I went home and I told, I, I can't remember how many people I called, like, probably five or six, called my mom. She's probably one of the first two that I called. Um, and just like, Mom, baptized two people. <laughs> it was so exciting. And you should have seen the, the crowd that was on the beach. Like, <laughs> they, were, they, were all over, they were all over the beach, Mom. And I sent the picture, like, this, that, that Betty took. And I sent this picture to so many people. Like, <laughs> I was like, you can't, I can't believe this. Like, a year ago, we weren't here. And here we are today, and I just, like, was blown away. And, and it's not me. It's, it's, it is Jesus. I'm Marlene, you come up and you tell me all the time. You're like, oh, what you said was for me. I'm like, I didn't give it to you. Jesus gave it to you. It wasn't me. I pray before I preach. God, let it, let it be you and not me. I could let my education and my, and, my, and my understanding of, you know, counseling and all those things, I could bring that in here and we could talk about depression and anxiety and all those different things. But you know what? 
this right here will be the answer to every single thing in your life. If you'll get into the word of God, yes, you'll have down days. Yes, you'll have bad days. But if you will follow Jesus Christ, I can promise you he'll be the way, the truth, and the life. He'll be the one in the night of the, in the midnight hour. He'll be the one that you can call on when the storm is rocking, when the storm is going on and crashing into your boat of life. He's the one that's still speaking. Peace be still. Oh, Jesus. God, I thank you for that. I worship you, Jesus. I magnify your great name, Jesus. I am so thankful for what God is doing. I want us to take a few moments today and just to take some time and pray that this message would touch you, to, to, to pray that 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 we would hear, that we would listen as we go throughout this week, that all the other things we'd put aside and we get our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, Jesus, I pray right now, God, that you would begin to sweep across this place, that you would begin to touch and move in every heart and every life. God, I pray you would move right now. Take some time and pray to hit to Jesus right now and, and seek him. You know what you need in your life. He's the answer. If you've been a little down, it's okay. Give him that little bit that you got today. Slip your hands up and just, oh, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. God, oh, Jesus. Great is your faith. 